the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The media are starting to pay attention. Actually, I guess it's not about them paying attention to the story about uh, John Durham revealing that the Clinton campaign was spying on Donald Trump. They've been paying attention for the last few days. It's probably got to the point where they uh, were embarrassed by not covering it in some way. NBC, I actually saw, had a story about it on their website this afternoon. And then there's MSNBC. Thanks to Newsbusters, uh, we know what they said about it on Morning Joe this morning. Sorry, I, I can't sit through an entire Morning Joe production and then, you know, just to wait to see if they mention it. But somebody at Newsbusters is paid to do that, fortunately. And Alex Christie pointed out that they basically just made fun of Fox for covering it and talked about how stupid people are to even think it's important. Now, these are the same people who sold the Russia collusion story for three years, and they're calling any other media outlet or any other person, for that matter, in America stupid. CNN gave it two minutes and 33 seconds today and said the new revelations are vague. These are also the people uh, in the media who slobbered all over Michael Avenatti. You know him. He's now in prison. They took him seriously as a presidential candidate. And what's really amazing is that Joe Scarborough used to sell himself as a conservative. He was actually a Republican by name. But these days, he's more of a left-wing nut than some of your favorite Democrats. Maybe the tune will change if uh, Durham indicts some people, you know, you've actually heard of. When we come back uh, after the break, I'll talk to an investigative reporter for Front Page Magazine. He's going to explain what happened so far and maybe what to expect coming up here in the future. And in our second half hour, we're going to talk about big tech totalitarianism and how big tech combining with government will affect us all. And it ain't good. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stogerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, 
Get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as I said before the break, it looks like the media may be coming around to uh, paying attention to the news that John Durham discovered, uh, what John Durham discovered about the Democrats spying on Donald Trump. Daniel Greenfield of Front Page Magazine has been paying close attention to this story for a while. He joins us now. Daniel, thanks for being here. My pleasure. My pleasure. So um, I actually, believe it or not, uh, saw that NBC has done a story on Durham's revelation about the Clinton campaign spying uh, after most of the media have been ignoring it. How long can the media avoid this story? Well, you know, once President Trump comments on something, it becomes more challenging for the media to ignore it, even after the Twitter ban. That is still very much true. But the media also has to take time. They have to quietly coordinate. So when you're not seeing the media talk about something, they're talking about it amongst themselves. They're deciding how exactly do we spin this thing. Now, when you say that, do you think that is CNN and MSNBC getting together and saying, how are we going to spin this thing? Or just, you know, meetings at uh, CNN and MSNBC and saying, OK, we've got to do something with this. How are we going to cover it? So you've got vertical and horizontal stuff. You have people who are producers who are playing a role in this, who have their own, uh, they're texting back and forth, and you've got meetings within the organizations. The media does a lot of coordinating. We caught them about a few times in the past uh, as the technology has improved and the kind of situation hasn't recurred. But we know that they are quietly, inwardly having these internal meetings, um, parallel meetings among organizations, internal meetings within those organizations themselves, and they're trying to figure it out. They have trial balloons. When you see one or two articles, you see this is the trial balloon. How do we cover this? If we minimize it, is that good? Should we find a way to spin it? And they're really taking two tacks. One is getting outraged about how President Trump responded to it, which is, you know, the usual thing. And, you know, the NBC version that you mentioned, it's kind of we quietly going to cover it. They can't accuse us of not covering it. We're just going to try to bury the story as we cover it. Well, Donald Trump and a lot of other people are calling this uh, worse than Watergate. Uh, the difference, of course, is that the suspects here are Democrats. So how much of a pass are they going to get? Uh, it's been worse than Watergate for a while. 
the thing about the whole Russiagate uh, situation is the people who are doing this are lawyers from top to bottom. Uh, they found creative ways to do things that are technically not illegal. Uh, so they're betting that they're not really going to be held accountable. Some of the middlemen might be held accountable. Uh, and that's going to be their story all along. So in this latest case, what they did, they're arguing it's not technically illegal. Yes, he was spying on the White House, uh, but they found uh, convoluted ways to... Um, characterize it in a way that might not get them prosecuted. So they're just going to basically brazen it out and assume that their political allies in the DOJ are not going to do anything to them. And even if they do, that the federal judges, particularly in D.C., who are very much um, Democrat operatives, are not going to do anything to them. Uh, Clinton's lawyer, uh, Michael Sussman, was indicted in September, uh, and he's pleading not guilty. Uh, how important is he, and does he qualify as a small fry uh, when this is all over? Who's going to be expected to to sing about the big names, or is he is he the uh, one of the the big catches here? Uh, he's a middleman, and it's important because again, there is it just just traced this back to the Clintons. Uh, the next few people on the list, including uh, potentially Marco Elias, would be a very big catch. Um, the tech executive who was mentioned in this, who, who was at the center of this. Um, DNS surveillance of the White House and Trump Tower um, is more of a middleman. The goal is to move it up the ladder. The question is, are these people actually going to flip? And you know uh, what happened to Jeffrey Epstein. So I don't know if these people are actually going to be flipping. Well, I would that, like to think so, but... Yeah, they're, they're, I guess uh, who flips depends a lot on what, what they have on various people and how serious it might be. Somebody's trying to save their own butt. Uh, they got to find somebody who's in trouble, big trouble, who's willing to sing, right? Yeah, and really what Durham is hitting them with for now are things that are basically come down to lying, misleading, that sort of thing. The uh, scale of these charges is going to be pretty limited. If you're a Republican and you get hit with this kind of thing, yes, they're going to destroy your life. But if you're a Democrat and you're going in front of Democrat judges, especially in D.C., appointed by the people who actually uh, paid you to do this in the first place, uh, how much? How worried are you going to actually have to be? And I hear that uh, today that Michael Sussman is pushing back on this, and uh, his attorney is claiming that he's trying to affect the jury pool, uh, that that Durham is uh, contaminate the jury pool, and so he's at least in the beginning here he's putting up a fight. Yeah, of course, he's putting up a fight, and you know when they came to President Trump's people being targeted this way. A big part of the process was just, uh, I mean, a federal case, when you're involved in a federal case, it is hugely expensive. Even for people who have resources, uh, it bleeds hundreds of thousands of dollars. So for them, it was really devastating. But if you're uh, tied up with the Clintons, if they actually end up paying your legal bills, then these people are going to hold out. The question is, are the Clintons actually and their allies going to cover their legal bills? Uh, Durham uh, refers to Tech Executive One. And they agree. There seems to be, I guess, almost 100 percent agreement that this guy is Rodney Joffe of Newstar. What did he do? Uh, what is it going to be? Pro- what are they trying to prove that he might have done? So the New York Times did name Joffe. Uh, this is really the key to the latest set of allegations, the ones that everybody is interested in. Uh, Newstar was a company that was one of the big DNS resolver companies, and what that basically means is when you type in an address. Uh, a DNS resolver is actually how you that at, you actually go to that site. So uh, having DNS resolution services being provided for the White House, apparently also for Trump Tower, put them in the position of being able to say, well, this is where traffic from the White House is going. This is where traffic from Trump Tower is going. It wasn't. It didn't uh, let them see just what was being typed in, but they could actually follow. It was basically like following you down the street and seeing where you go. Uh, they weren't able to individually follow people, per se, hopefully not. If they did, that would be actually cross the line into illegality. But it let them see where the traffic was headed. And this is obviously a huge, huge abuse, especially when it comes to the executive office of the White House. But at the same time, uh, they're claiming that uh, what they did was not actually illegal, which is a kind of a complicated legal gray area because nobody expected um, trusted government contractors to be doing things like this in the first place. Well, at this point, does it matter whether it was legal or not? I, I mean, it's going to it's going to matter to the people who might end up going to jail for breaking the law. But uh, is how how important is legality going to be in this, and how how, how important is just going to be the the facts becoming known? 
And we know uh, being outraged at this is completely appropriate. This is much worse than Watergate. It is uh, incredibly, it's an incredible violation. But you know, back in the day, there was no law criminalizing you from putting a surveillance camera in the bathroom. People who did that got away with it because there wasn't a legal structure there in place for it. This might be a similar scenario. Uh, this is a case where these people exploited, they're very good at exploiting legal loopholes, and they might not actually face criminal charges for the incredibly outrageous thing that they did, which was indeed spying and wiretapping on the president. We're talking to Daniel Greenfield of Front Page, uh, Front Page Magazine. He's also a showman uh, journalism uh, fellow at the Freedom Center, uh, and you can find his piece at Front Page Mag. Um, so uh, what is the significance of New Star's involvement uh, aside from the fact that it's that uh, of what it's um, that just the service that it's providing, their involvement uh, with the White House and uh, and all the other things that uh, make it significant that, that it's this company. So it's one of these really important companies that hardly anybody has heard of in Western industry. This is the company that control. They used to control all the phone numbers. It had a record of everybody. Um, back in the day. Now it still has a vast amount of control because of the DNS resolution, which means it can follow a whole lot of requests going around the Internet. I was brought up by a one of the big free credit reporting firms, more recently TransUnion, uh, which obviously encompasses a whole lot of potential privacy violations. Uh, this raises a ton of questions, especially when it comes to conservatives who are already facing persecution from big tech. Uh, now, this is a company that is also in the past was a defense contractor. It's got a lot of Democrat people who are linked to the White House working there, and seemingly nobody was paying attention to the potential for abuses except some of the Clinton people who got it on board. And the question is, what can we expect from this company going forward, especially considering um, the fact that it's now owned by one of the big free credit reporting firms? Uh, the company is Newstar. It's N-E-U-S-T-A-R is the spelling of that. And what, what again is NPAC, and that's, uh, that's an acronym, N-P-A-C, what, and what is the significance of that again? Uh, this was the uh, North American uh, numbering plan, which basically meant that this was how everybody got their phone numbers, and this kept a, this was the organization for the entire numbering system in North America, at least much of North America, which again... Uh, you go to the phone, the phone company and you get a new phone and they give you a new number. Uh, it comes through, it, it originally came through, um, NPAC, uh, but that's no longer, um, part of, uh, Noistar's setup. So how much, I'm trying to figure out how, uh, the, how they're being accused of, being accused of infiltrating. Why is it, what are they, how, I mean, what is the process here? What, uh, somebody sitting in an office somewhere and has this, uh, set up on on the computers. How do they get into the computers in the White House? How do they get into um, uh, the, the computers in in, in Trump Tower? Th- there's no hacking so involved here. Into, uh, they got into it legally because they were providing services. Because okay. the Trump Tower, other clients in Trump Tower actually did business with them. So did the White House. Uh, they were providing a service. The problem was, did you expect the people providing that service then to protect your privacy? We sent emails. And we expect that people have access to those emails, the companies that we use, for example, Google, not to actually then spy on our emails. This is basically the situation there. Um, Ultrastar, which is a noise star company, was seemingly providing those services to Trump Tower and the White House. They're absolutely huge. And yet at the same time, they were actually monitoring that traffic. And they claimed that they were doing so legally to check for security problems. But obviously they were uh, doing it in order to provide damaging materials about um, President Trump. So what they're doing is legal, but it's really dishonest and unethical and pretty rotten, if that's what, they're, if that's yes. what they did. Let's say you have an alarm company, and you expect the alarm company just to be there um, in case somebody breaks into your house. Instead, the alarm company actually turns out to be monitoring you because they don't like your politics. This is kind of the situation there. Or, are they, or maybe they're monitoring you and letting the, the crooks know when you're not home. There's, that's, that's also a possibility. <laughs> so this is the kind of situation... Yeah. You, now, you write that the spying was surface level. Uh, what do you mean by that? So they, if he, they weren't actually seeing the contents of the emails, or at least we hope they weren't, mm-hmm. uh, but they were seeing where the traffic was going. So if somebody in the White House, for example, was typing in Google.com, they could see that they were going to Google, but mm-hmm. they couldn't see what was being sent that way. But but they could uh, they, they could see that they could take the information... That if there was some contact with Russia, that they could 
they could make it look worse than it actually was? Or what? What? How do they manipulate the information, or do they manipulate it? Yeah, so that's exactly what happened. That's what the Durham indictment filing mentions. Uh, they basically faked this idea that there was the there were these contacts with Russia because what was actually happening was that marketing spam that went to some Russian servers was being sent to um, emails that were in Trump Tower and probably in the White House. But this is uh, just one of those invisible aspects of the Internet that we don't pay attention to. Thus, for example, whenever you load an email, uh, there's probably a dozen cookies and other elements that are going, and those things that you're loading are actually communicating with servers around the world. You don't know about this. We don't pay attention to this unless you're in, uh, in the security business. So what they were doing was creating this um, suspicious activity that was absolutely not real, and they were using that to justify, again, the spying on President Trump. So uh, to simplify it, you have, you have somebody going to someone at Newstar and saying, look, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would um, uh, just happen to turn up some, uh, I don't know, some suspicious activity by the, uh, by the Trump people. Uh, we know you're working for them, so uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could let us know when you find anything that might help us. Is it kind of that? Kind of that. They were working with some university researchers, and they were ultimately working with Michael Sussman, who, again, as you've mentioned, is under yeah. indictment, and he was working with the Clinton campaign. Now, Watergate was the Republicans digging up dirt on the Democrats during a campaign, but it wasn't about removing a sitting president, although he ended up obviously being removed. When did this operation evolve into removing a sitting president? So, yeah, the really outrageous part does become once the election is actually over and they're still doing this, they're spying in the executive office of the president, and they're feeding this damaging material to the FBI, to the CIA, to any of their political allies in the government, specifically in order to remove President Trump. They don't want to wait four years. They want him out now. And at that point, that's a coup. It's no longer election, dirty tricks. Uh, it's an actual attempt to remove a sitting president. And how confident, uh, finishing up here with Daniel Greenfield of Front Page Magazine, um, how confident should anybody be that this will finally be the downfall of the Clintons? They're pretty slippery. You know, I, I'd like to be optimistic, but the bottom line is they actually are slippery, and they know what they're doing. Uh, I think a bunch of their middlemen will go down. That's happened in the past with Whitewater, with other scandals. They find ways to protect themselves, and people don't really turn on them. They're willing to go to jail rather than turn on them, and you have to ask why that is. Yeah, and I'm sure you've been asking that. You got any answers to that question? Well, again, we, have, we are still wondering just how it was that Jeffrey Epstein managed to supposedly kill himself in a prison system that was designed to, to make that impossible, um, how it was that nobody was held accountable, including the two corrections officers, who were supposed to be on duty, and how it was that he got away with this for so long. So friends of the Clintons seem to enjoy a very charmed life, but sometimes they enjoy a very charmed death also. It's amazing, amazing. And, it, and I just don't have any confidence at all that, that Hillary Clinton's going to be frog-marched out of anywhere, but I guess we can only hope. <laughs> hey, hey, Daniel, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, where can people find your piece? I'm a showman journalism fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, so I can be seen at frontpagemag.com. Very good. Thank you, Daniel. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, that's Daniel Greenfield, and we'll be right back. That's our end news. I'm Jason Walker. Diplomatic efforts continue even as Russia announcing a partial troop withdrawal from drills near Ukraine. Clug Clugston reports. Russia's Vladimir Putin says he doesn't want war, but NATO says it has seen no signs of Russian military de-escalation. Western officials say Moscow continues to build combat forces and other capabilities. Meanwhile, President Biden spoke with French President Macron by phone about the Ukraine crisis, and a State Department official says Secretary of State Blinken held a call with his Russian counterpart. Greg Clugston, the White House. It may not be over yet for former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Most Democrats in a new poll believe she should be investigated by Special Counsel John Durham for her alleged role in linking former President Donald Trump to illegally to Russia. This is SRN News.
There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBox to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBox to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBox. The courage to do and say the right thing and fight for what is right in America. That is the winning quality of the Salem Culture Warrior of the Year for 2021. We are happy to announce Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is that winner. Voted on by Salem viewers and listeners all over the country. But we can't win this culture war with just one. We need millions like him to fight the good fight and join us in this battle to save America. Stay with us to find out how you can save America. AM 1250, The Answer. There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait, the risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBox to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBox to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBox. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Some big, big tie-ups on the Parkway West inbound. Jammed up 79 to approaching Green Tree. That's a crash off to the shoulder. Outbound, it's also a really slow go from Fort Pitt Tunnel out to Carnegie. On the Parkway East, volume delays continue outbound from Bates Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On outbound 28, seeing the usual volume from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with a low of 27. Tomorrow will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow's high, 59. Cloudy, breezy, and mild tomorrow night with a low of 49. Taking a look at Thursday, it'll become increasingly windy with rain, becoming heavy. It'll be mild with a high of 57. We're expecting icy conditions late Thursday night with snow, sleet, and freezing rain. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Every American should be concerned about big tech's willingness to shut off direct access to digital information, their demonstrated power of information manipulation, and their impact on America's culture of free speech. That's what Kara Frederick wrote at Heritage.org, the Heritage Foundation website. Uh, she's also, uh, before going to Heritage, she also helped create uh, Facebook's Global Security Counterterrorism Analyst Analysis Program, and she spent six years as a counterterrorism analyst at the Department of Defense. Kara joins us now. Kara, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So um, everybody should take the time to read your piece at Heritage.org. It's long and detailed. 
Uh, we'll try to do the Cliff Notes version here. So um, let's start with who are the big boys of big tech right now? I mean, I think everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, so we tend to, to look at the, the idea of the big five tech companies, right? So that's Apple, that's Amazon, that's Facebook, now Meta, that's Google, now Alphabet, and, and Microsoft. And then we sort of expand that definition out to look at the platforms that really shape actively the public discourse, like Twitter, like TikTok, uh, like Snap, all of those sort of platforms that are not quite at the big five level, but they're still having huge ramifications on our society overall. I wasn't going to talk about this, but you threw in TikTok. What, what's up with TikTok? That, that's oh, man. growing. All you need to know about TikTok is that it's beholden to the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. So TikTok is owned by a parent company that's headquartered in Beijing called ByteDance. So effectively, there's a Chinese version called Douyin, and then there's the American version called TikTok. And what's come out even in recent days is this app, it basically circumvents any uh, thing that Google and Apple are doing to protect user privacy. So it gives the app, if you download it on your phone, unfettered access to whatever it wants. Um, and we know, given TikTok's public terms of service, that it tracks your, uh, your microphone access, your contacts, your keystroke rhythms. Um, so basically how you strike your, your cell phone and if you're using it on a desktop, your keyboard. Um, so it's very, uh, it's very invasive. It's one of the most popular platforms that young children are on today. And it's, you know, really contributing to a lot of cultural implications. Like a, um, there's a study that the Wall Street Journal published, um, and they looked at specific instances of Tourette's and tics in young girls. And there's uh, only one or two cases in a specific Texas hospital uh, that when kids were coming in with these tics. And then after the pandemic, uh, a bunch, there's about 60 cases that these doctors detected. And the one thing that all these girls had in common is they followed TikTok influence, influencers with this same Tourette's type tick. So, you know, and it, it's for you algorithm. It's extremely engaging. It prioritizes organic content. So, you know, nothing that any news organizations are going to feed you, but more so if you looked at a video for, you know, 40 seconds as opposed to two seconds, it's going to serve you more and more of that. So the addictive properties are just supercharged on this thing. And it, you know, it's beholden to China. So basically, if your kids are using it, their data, the possibility that it's going to get exploited by the CCP is extremely, extremely high. Well, I, again, I wasn't, wasn't planning on talking about TikTok, but now that, since you mentioned it, um, is there something in TikTok that uh, causes people to act like idiots? Because that, that seems to be what happens when someone goes on TikTok. They stupid dances that display their inability to dance and... Uh, comedy routines that show that they're not funny. I mean, I see a lot of that going around. No kidding. And and I think um, in particular, it really emphasizes, you know, to the lowest common denominator, uh, what people are sort of interested in, in that regard. And it keeps you addicted because of that for you algorithm. People call it that secret sauce. You know, this is the algorithm that, you know, Facebook can't crack, that um, other, that Snap can't crack, that Twitter doesn't even have as good of an algorithm as this one. So it's in that algorithm that really keeps you engaged, that is drawing more and more young people who are, you know, staring slack-jawed at their devices as they just watch people do, like you said, weird, stupid dances that are that are really at the surface level of, of you know, the public square. And, you know, there's some really interesting conversations going about mostly the Chinese provenance of this app because there are very strict strictures in China on the Douyin app and what people can sort of look at and how long these kids could be on it. Yet um, on the American platform, it seems to be pushing um, not just propaganda and disinformation and even censoring. We have proof that they censored uh, videos of the Hong Kong protests, of the Tiananmen Square, of uh, celebrations of that um, anniversary. So there's definitely some, uh, I would say, rumblings in the analyst class that are saying, wait, if the Chinese ultimately control this platform, 
wouldn't you want to serve your adversary, American kids, these really dumb things that are going to have them staring at their devices instead of doing their homework or engaging in legitimate political discourse? Wouldn't you want the algorithm to really heighten some of that superficiality? And my answer is yes. So again, correlation is not causation, but I think we've got to keep our eye on this platform in particular because it's served up to our children by our biggest adversary, China. And you have a, a background in counterterrorism analysis, um, and I, w- I wouldn't call this terrorism, I guess, this kind of influence, but just from a um, – I'm just trying to imagine when I was a kid being involved in an activity that was helping the Soviet Union. You know, when we used to hide under our desks, you know, concerned about the atomic bomb, you know, when I was a little kid. But it got, it, I just can't imagine that kind of infiltration being done by the uh, Soviet Union 40 years ago or 50 years ago. And, uh, and, and, to, and having that happen back then, it's, it, it just seeing what's going on with TikTok, it just, it's, it's very strange to me that it's allowed yeah, to happen. It's strange and it's pernicious. And it's funny because in a congressional hearing in March of 2021, Representative Bill Johnson from Ohio, he basically said big tech is essentially giving our kids a lit cigarette and hoping they stay addicted for life. This is tantamount to the CCP giving our kids not even just a lit cigarette, but shoving 20 lit cigarettes in in their mouths and hoping they stay addicted for life. So you're right, I think, and we cover this in our new Heritage Report on Heritage.org, you know, Americans, and especially our lawmakers with their oversight capacities, we have to impose costs on these companies that are actively helping tear at the moral fabric of our society. So not just TikTok, but in terms of, you know, Google's um, building AI-related research labs in Beijing uh, that are linked to the, the Chinese People's Liberation Army, you know, the Chinese military, and Tim Cook from Apple signing a 2016 deal with uh, the CCP to help them uh, uh, with $275 billion for their development, as well as Jeff Bezos from Amazon signing a deal or actually agreeing to cooperate with the CCP propaganda arm. So we say, number one, uh, these, you know, any CCP spokesperson, they should not be on our American-owned platforms because they are. Uh, Donald Trump can't be on Twitter or Facebook, but the CCP certainly can be, so that shouldn't happen. And then number two, if big tech companies born and, you know, incubated and flourishing because of our distinctly American system, if they're working with our adversary, they they absolutely should not be doing that. We should take measures to prohibit those sorts of joint ventures. And then third, you know, we need to get uh, Chinese-owned platforms like TikTok out. They need to not be in, number one, our, our government systems um, or our, you know, our military shouldn't be using them at all. Uh, all of the data exploitation issues exist there, but our kids should not be on these platforms either. Are there any powerful big tech companies that are not left-leaning? That's a good question. You know, I think there are some up-and-comers, right? So a good example, at least in the defense industry, is Andrel. They're an AI-driven company, and Palmer Lucky, he ran it. He used to uh, work, we used to work together at Facebook, and he sold um, his company Oculus to Facebook, and then he got out because he had more libertarian views, he was more free-thinking, he was sort of a, um, he said decent things about Donald Trump and bad things about Hillary Clinton, so he left and he started his own company called Andrel in the defense space, and, you know, you look up at their career page, and there's an American flag on the background, so, you know, they're growing up in full cognition of what these, um, the Chinese Communist Party is doing, and that the fact that they're an adversary, they're not people to be cooperating with, and trading our technology with. Um, there are other up-and-coming companies, again, called Right Force is a good one, started by a patriot named Martina Vila. And what he says is, we are a platform for freedom of expression. We have cloud hosting services infrastructure. We're thinking uh, in terms of the full stack. So what happened to Parler can't happen to us because we've shored ourselves up technically. Um, he's a true patriot. And then other companies are, are more, you know, they're more neutral, but they are leaning for a free- toward freedom of expression. 
Russian like Rumble, who, as you probably know, offered $100 million to Joe Rogan to, yeah. to come on over from Spotify. So so I'm encouraged by the, the growth of these younger companies that really believe in America and love America, unlike their older counterparts. And I think we're going to see more of the same. Yeah, you mentioned that they are up and coming, and that's why I asked if there are any powerful big tech companies that already exist that aren't left-leaning. It's nice to see Rumble and Getter trying to get started and things like that, but what are the chances of them making a dent in what the other powerful big tech companies have done? You know, that's a really good question, and that's why we came out with a set of recommendations that really helps stay the hand of these big tech companies that are actively stiff-arming entrants like Rumble that are actively stiff-arming smaller competitors. You know, I don't think in terms of the, the big five, I don't think there's one that bleeds red, white, and blue right now. You know, they might rhetorically say it all they want, um, and even some companies are saying it because they know they can't get back into the Chinese market or even make inroads there. So they're like, oh, just kidding, we're an American company now, but they were salivating over the Chinese market for years and years and years. Um, but, but yeah, in terms of one that exists today that is, you know, fully and distinctly American and grateful for that, um, I couldn't name one. And in fact, they're actively trying to hamper the progress of these new entrants and competitors using anti-competitive and predatory practices. So we call in the Heritage Foundation uh, for, for that activity to stop and for increased congressional oversight over this, this activity, investigations, um, maybe Congress needs to rethink some of the laws that govern these technologies because they've, you know, these companies have really consolidated power and started abusing that power that doesn't redound to the benefit of the majority of Americans. I saw in the piece, uh, uh, I saw somewhere uh, some, uh, some of your work, I, I, I looked at a couple of things that you've written and your testimony at, uh, uh, at the uh, at, in Congress, but uh, anybody who knows that who pays attention knows that Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, they censor conservatives, and you list plenty of of examples. But I was stunned. Uh, I don't know who came up with this number, but it's done. The censoring is done at a rate of fifty three to one for Democrats. How do you possibly fix that? Oh yeah, that was the Media Research Center in a September study, and they found that Twitter and Facebook censor Republican members of Congress at a rate of 53 to 1, as you said, compared to Democrat members of Congress. Um, that's massive. So what we say uh, as part of you know our Heritage Foundation recommendations, um, number one, you've got to enforce antitrust laws and reform them where necessary so they can't do this. So they can't aggrandize all this power, uh, be anti-competitive, and then use it against conservatives. you got to look at their ad tech models, right? So don't allow them to manipulate and take advantage of Americans based off of their very business model. And then when executives do things like that, you have to hold them personally responsible for fraud and breach of contract. Look at GoFundMe, right? They said, we have a business. This is what we do with the funds that you give us. And they reneged on that promise. And it wasn't until people were threatening them with fraud that they changed their mind. And they said, okay, we're going to give the, we're going to refund everyone who donated to the Canadian trucker convoy. So you, you do those three things. You require transparency. You require data privacy. You make sure, and this is a big one, you make sure that they're not using tech companies as agents, the government in particular, I'm sorry, um, to chill speech. So the government should not be allowed to use these tech companies to chill speech. You know, when Democratic politicians put their thumb on the scale and say, hey, Facebook, uh, we have 12 people that we've singled out as these disinformation purveyors. you got to purge them um, and these accounts from your platforms. And then they do it. That means the government is getting involved in this censorship game, and it's disor uh, disproportionately targeted at Republicans and conservatives. So you got to make sure that doesn't happen. Congress should effectively pass laws to that effect. Um, and then give Americans new ways to fight back when their rights are infringed upon. We should have prompt and meaningful recourse. That should be required, as well as more user control. Let us control our experience online. Uh, understand that our data has value so we can take it where we want to take it. Uh, and then, you know, just engage in privacy-preserving measures so we don't have to pass more laws to make these tech companies shape up. We're talking to Kara Frederick. Uh, she's the uh, she's with the Heritage Foundation, and she has a, a great piece up at heritage.org. You should read about the totalitarianism of big tech. 
But, uh, Kara, what do you say to critics who say, uh, if you believe in free markets, you can't be for the government breaking up Facebook, Twitter, anybody else? Yeah, yeah, I heard this one before. So I can say, or I confidently say, that we have rights that precede the fact that people have decided that private companies are sacrosanct, right? So one of those rights is fundamental. It's given to us by God. It is enshrined in our Declaration of Independence and our Constitution, and that is freedom of speech. So we're trying to impress upon conservatives and even just moderates everywhere that private companies can actively infringe on your God-given rights, too. Um, and now the fact that these private companies are working hand-in-glove with the government, as I talked about, Jen Psaki on the White House podium saying the same thing, Surgeon General, exactly the same thing. Jen Psaki coming back months later, completely undeterred by what she did in July and say, saying those 12 uh, accounts and users need to be off Facebook and they Facebook complied. She came back and said Spotify has a bigger role to play, has much more to do when it came to Joe Rogan. So this is the White House. Biden said the same thing. He appealed directly to tech companies. And we have instances at the state level where this occurs too. the direct connection between um, tech companies and the government purging people from platforms and policing speech. So are they acting as quasi-state actors when they're, uh, they're obeying the, what the government directives from the government when it comes to policing speech? Do they get to be private companies anymore? I'd say that uh, it's, it's pretty questionable that they're just acting as private companies when they're working at the behest of the government. Uh, I have a minute left, uh, Kara. So what specific reforms, if you could uh, sum it up, would you like to see? Yeah, so like I said before, let's ensure the enforcement of antitrust law. Let's scrutinize that ad tech model. Let's establish executive liability. Let's reform Section 230. Let's give American citizens the right to hold these tech companies accountable. Uh, let's ensure that there's prompt and meaningful recourse. Let's require transparency. Let's pass data privacy legislation. And let's make sure that governments and government actors cannot use these social media platforms as their agents to chill speech. In addition to that, impose costs on tech companies for ties to the CCP and our adversaries. I think you do that, you can do that with the government, and you're, you're on a good plane, and then it takes citizens, tech companies, and tech founders and states to get involved as well. But I think that's a pretty good start. Sounds like a good start to me. Kara, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you coming on. Again, the piece you can find at heritage.org, and uh, it's uh, Kara Frederick of the Heritage Foundation. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime. Okay, we'll be back. So, did you quit smoking yet? Have you been trying for a while and you haven't been able to do it? Well, there are people who are trying and having success at a 70% rate at MyNicotineTest.com. you got to check it out. It's individualized to your personal chemistry uh, with your smartphone. It guarantees the highest success. The way they individualize it to your personal chemistry is through a urine test. And uh, that, that's how they set it up, so it's specialized for you. The cost of three My Nicotine tests is about what you pay for a carton of cigarettes. It works for cigarettes, vaping, smokeless, and chewing tobacco. And now, for a limited time, you can get your expert tobacco coaching free with your nicotine test purchase. The uh, number is 1-800-45-SMOKE. That's 1-800-45-SMOKE. And if you're not a smoker, order a gift card for your loved one. 70% chance of quitting if you try MyNicotineTest.com. That's MyNicotineTest.com. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that's now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-959-4526 now. 
Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. Call 800-959-4526. 800-959-4526. What do you have to lose? Call 800-959-4526 now. Visit us on the web at completecar.com. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life, and he created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. This is John Steigerwald. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you're going to receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets. That comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or visit MyPillow.com and use the promo code STAG. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, here we go again, uh, playing the race card, this time in New York City. The new mayor, uh, Mayor Adams, he uh, was talking to uh, some people uh, some pe- uh, people in the media, and he said that uh, he doesn't like the coverage he's been getting. He's been only, only been the mayor for about a month, a little over a month, maybe two months. Uh, I think it was first of the year. Anyway, um, he he was speaking at a news conference, and he said, this is terrible, by the way. I'm a black man that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people that don't look like me. How many blacks are on editorial boards? How many blacks determine how these stories are being written? How many Asians? How many East Asians? How many South Asians? Everyone talks about my government being diversified. What's the diversification in the newsrooms? This this just never ends. He had to have a lot of white people vote for him to be mayor. White, if you, it, the the white person voted for him, and then the the person that voted for him is accused of being a racist. Uh, maybe he was talking to the he was only talking to the media, but he's 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 just saying that he's the victim of racism here. He was elected in a city by people of all races, and he they just need to get, he just needs to get over it. Uh, it's it's unbelievable to me. Uh, for him to say that, I'm a black man that's the mayor, but my story is being interpreted by people that don't look like me. You know that 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 is that that's a that's a a, um, a statement that that you shouldn't vote for, if you're a white person. You shouldn't vote for a black guy for anything because anything that he does, you're not allowed to criticize him because if you do, you'll be accused of being a racist. Why would you, if you've been elected to a to a position that required lots of votes from white people? Why would you come back at those people and 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 try to play the race card, and not and then wonder why, the next time a black person runs, that that same white person would say, you know, I like this guy, but if I vote for him, I'm not allowed to criticize him because if I do, I'm a racist. It's just so stupid and counterproductive. What a moron this guy is. Get him out of here. How long is he going to be in mayor? I guess what's he get? Four years. He's been in there a month. He's making me want to puke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.